recipe for a good day brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores, your neighborhood store. Why fight the lines at the big box chains when Little General Convenience Stores has what you need? Selling only the best quality brands like Gorelick Farms, Boston Salads, Prepared Foods, KM, and Purdue. Little General also sells lottery, tobacco products, and yes, of course, your stop for your daily newspapers. Weekly specials change every Monday, so check online at littlegeneral.com for this week's specials. Plus, littlegeneral.com is the place to go for the delicious recipes you heard here on a recipe for a good day. So whether you're picking up food or products for your home or if you're looking for food or coffee on the go, shop your neighborhood store. Little General Convenience Stores, open eight days a week. of recipe for a good day and what a program we have in store today the most anticipated show of the year definitely of the season as we are just a week and a day away from the biggest food event in america it is thanksgiving day and i'm so excited to talk turkey today which has become my favorite thing to cook and my favorite thing to eat for years. I, you know, you always knew somebody who was just a turkey fanatic. And if you've had subpar turkeys, you just might not understand why that is. Well, I can tell you. Now I know when you learn how to cook a turkey. And we're going to be talking about cooking a turkey today. Um, as we go through the program, what I've done over the past couple of years, I think it's no secret... Um, unless you're new to the show, uh, I only started cooking uh, a few years ago. I'd say maybe 2017, 2018. Uh, I was a performer. Uh, I did well, you know, over 100 shows a year in addition to my full-time job. So wasn't home much, ate on the road a ton. Uh, and when I retired, I had a f- uh, from performing, I had a lot of, after 32 years, I had a lot of free time on my hand. And I didn't know what to do with myself on weekends. Uh, alone at the house and so forth. So, you know, you start cooking for yourself more so uh, really out of economics at the time and found out that not only do I enjoy cooking, but for those who eat the food, uh, you seem to have a, a, a little bit of a knack for it. So I began exploring and exploring and, and experimenting and cooking so many different ways. Um, acquired countless cookbooks that I love to look at and read. Uh, I like to research on, on cooking foods and try different methods, trial and error. I think the best part about exploring your cooking side is the trial and error as you get to eat your way through your cooking experiments. And that's what I have done with cooking turkey over the years. And now uh, I think I've taken probably five different you know methods and suggestions of cooking turkey. Uh, last time I, I made a turkey, I think it hit the mark because I took what I liked from each method and rolled them into one method. And we're going to share some of that with you today. So we're going to talk turkey. We're going to give you tips. We're going to talk about mistakes people make. We're going to talk about do you stuff the turkey, things to consider about stuffing the turkey. Um, now, I know many of you, it's not your first Thanksgiving. Not your first Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, maybe you do the thing the same way, the same meal, the same menu each and every Thanksgiving. But if you want to shake it up, you want to try something different, we got a good show for you today. We're also going to have a Reynolds wrap. I believe Johnny Reynolds is going to be talking about the deep frying of turkey, an interesting segment. Uh, they say it's magnificent. I've never tried the deep frying of the turkey, uh, but uh, as a roaster, way to go. Uh, so everything you need to know for your Thanksgiving headquarters, it's recipe for a good day. 
uh, last week. If you missed it, you can go back and listen. You can go to Spotify, look up Recipe for a Good Day. You'll see the red little general lettering. You favorite that. If you got last week's edition, what you'll see is that it was about um, the sides of Thanksgiving. So we gave you some great options. You can go back and look at that. Um, I think uh, the ones I heard about the triple cranberry sauce, that's the one I'm really looking forward to try. Um, I know people like their jellied cranberry sauce. Uh, the sweet potatoes, the regular potato ideas. We gave you stuffing ideas. Uh, it's all there on last week's edition. This week, Turkey Talk. And next week, we continue our look at Thanksgiving when we talk about chick- uh, turkey leftovers, Thanksgiving leftovers, and a lot of ideas and things you can do with them. So we've got a long way to go, a short way to time to get there, and uh, we're going to get going on our Turkey Talk after... We, of course, talk about our sponsor, Lord General Convenience Stores. Now, we are on our turkey edition because, after all, it's a week and a day from Thanksgiving. Why do we do it a week and a day from Thanksgiving? So you can properly know how to defrost your turkey because it takes days to do so. If we do it like next Wednesday, you're out of luck. But if you're not a turkey fan or you're not going to make a turkey on Thanksgiving, are you looking for something uh, else to make? Oh, Little General has you covered. As the Buddha Ball hams are available at Little General, by far the Cadillac of hams, and they come in various sizes. If you're looking for something small, 9 to 13 pounds, you can get them for four eighty nine a pound. If you're looking for the next size up, 14 to 18 pounds, you can get them for four forty nine a pound. And if you're looking for a big ham, maybe that 19 to 22 pound ham, you can get it for three eighty nine a pound. Buddha Ball hams available, the premier ham meat uh, by Triple M. It is available at Little General stores today. Now on sale through close of business, which is Sunday. Cam has available the Polish Real Loaf for $5.99 a pound and Meister Chef Bologna for just $2.89 a pound. Besides uh, the Buddha Ball hams, we see from Triple M roast beef on sale. Eight eighty nine a pound, and the alfresco turkey breast for just eight eighty nine a pound as well. Meister Chef also brings their cooked salami to the table for Little General stores for three eighty nine a pound, and from Deuce Market it's honey ham for six eighty nine a pound. You know, essential if you're going to be making meat stuffing. And we have talked to French-Canadian meat stuffing uh, over the years. You can look at, again, Little General's recipe for a good day. You can research. The menus are there, and you'll see the, um, the French-Canadian meat stuffing. Now, if you are making it, one of the essential ingredients is ground pork. Well, extra lean ground pork just in time for your Thanksgiving needs. Three ninety-nine a pound, an essential ingredient if you're making that meat stuffing. Uh, also, uh, Boston salads, they always contribute to the specials with potato salad for four eighty-nine a pound and pumpkin bread pudding, perfect for this time of year, seven eighty-nine a pound. Restaurant size and real cream pies are available. And this is one of the things you're definitely going to want to deal with, though, General. And it starts Tuesday, the 21st of November. So it will be in for your holiday dessert. Now, you work so hard on making your meal, your courses, your side dishes. You got to do all that cleanup. Let the dessert be taken care of by Lord General. These pies are a great size, surely to feed all your guests. The real cream pies, I prefer that. That chocolate cream pie is so good. But there's a flavor for everybody from restaurant size and real cream pies. Call and order yours now. Make sure you get one from Little General Stores. They will be available starting Tuesday, 11-21-23. Uh, uh, I've I got to say the year. But you can enjoy them uh, after your meal. And you don't have to make it. You know, the easy cleanup. Uh, again, let the dessert be handled by Little General Convenience Stores, the restaurant, all the real cream. You can't go wrong. Your guests will be delighted. So we have a long way to go. Short time to get to today as we enter Turkey Talk. We're going to have a message from our title sponsor, Little General Convenience Stores. And then we'll gobble it up. Recipe for a good day brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores with locations for your shopping needs throughout the Blackstone Valley. Two-in-one socket, Manville Road, and Cumberland Hill Road. Great Road, North Smithfield, Chapel Street in Boroughville, and Central Avenue in Pawtucket. Always hot, always fresh coffee stations to get your day started. Grab-and-go meals perfectly prepared for you, whether it's for an easy lunch to get you through your work day or to make an easy, satisfying dinner to end your day. And 
of course, delicious deli items from top-of-the-line lunch meats to top-of-the-line steak and chicken products. Oh, and of course, always fresh ground hamburg. Stay up to date on each week's sale items by going online at littlegeneral.com, your convenience store with more. Little General, where you always get a smile, a please, and a thank you. Open every day, including today. Proud sponsors of Recipe for a Good Day, Little General Convenience Stores. If you have a question from your kitchen or a recipe you'd like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Just email the show at asktheshef at WNRI.com. That's asktheshef at WNRI.com. There are so many songs about Christmas. The reindeer, the lights, and the gifts. We sing chestnuts are roasting and marshmallows toasting And here comes old jolly Saint Nick Now don't get me wrong, I sure love all those songs But one holiday gets left out You see, no one remembers a song for November But that's gonna change starting now Gobble, it is turkey time here on Recipe for a Good Day, and we're going to get started with our conversation with uh, kind of the, the format we've been using, uh, some tips, some do's and don'ts, things to consider when um, putting your Thanksgiving dinner together, and then we'll get, get into the method a little bit later. Um, it starts with selecting your turkey right off the bat. You're out there shopping, you see these sales flyers, everybody's got different turkeys, different sizes, well, how big, which one do you buy? That is always the question. So here are some things to consider when when you're out there choosing a turkey, if you have not already. Uh, I have selected my turkey. I have selected two turkeys. One that I'm cooking already so I can eat turkey now. And one that I have put away for Thanksgiving so I can eat turkey then because uh, have I mentioned how much I enjoy turkey. Uh, So number one, if it's for Thanksgiving and you're buying a frozen turkey... Buy it in advance. Buy it through stores. Uh, it will look like the Hunger Games before Thanksgiving. So don't risk fighting somebody over that last turkey because you waited to the last minute. And in that scenario, you don't have much choice on the size. Uh, the bigger birds will already be gone and you'll be undersized. And you don't want to undersize your turkey for a few reasons. One, uh, you want to make sure you have enough turkey for your guests. And two, you're going to want turkey leftovers. Thanksgiving leftovers is such a big deal. We're dedicating our next show to Thanksgiving leftover ideas. And you don't want to run out during the course of the meal. You know, it always ends up that somebody's bringing somebody to the event that, to, to your Thanksgiving dinner that wasn't on the list. You can end up with more people, uh, so on and so forth. So um, how do you know how much turkey you need for how many guests? Well, um... You're going to want to approximate, uh, say, a pound and a half of turkey per guest. Uh, and that should give you an idea of what you need. And then you are going to want uh, turkey on top of that for leftovers. So when it comes to turkey, especially with some of the sale prices out there in the communities, and I know uh, Lord General Convenience Stores is a sponsor of the program. They have the Buddha Ball hams, but we are talking turkey. Um, I And I think whether you're going for the Buddha ball ham for same reasoning or the turkey, you buy the most that you can afford for that meal. You're going to go through great extents for the Thanksgiving dinner. So why not make sure you have meals to follow instead of spending it all on one meal? Uh, it's a lot of effort, a lot of work, a lot of, a lot of money spent. So, you know, get the most you can for your buck. And at minimum, again, you're looking for about a pound and a half of meat. Per guest and, you know, simple multiplication, uh, you'll know exactly where to go. So make sure, first step, you buy the right size turkey. Uh, again, turkeys that are too big, not an issue. Turkeys that are too small, a big issue. And follow that rule of thumb. Uh, again, about a pound and a half of turkey 
per person. It might seem a lot, but you remember, a large percentage of that weight that you're buying is the carcass. So that's why we're factoring in a pound and a half per person. We'll talk about that carcass in a minute. Uh, safe handling of the uncooked turkey is crucial. You're going to want to avoid spreading any kind of bacteria that can come from handling that raw poultry, especially turkey. So be sure to take care when you're handling it. According to the CDC, harmful bacteria can grow on anything poultry touches. So, yeah, your countertops, your sink handles. Make sure to wash everything you use when you prep the turkey, but avoid rinsing the turkey itself. There's no need to rinse your poultry. What you are going to do is splash potentially harmful bacteria all over the place, and it's going to land places that you're not going to wipe unless you scour everything. So rinsing the turkey, not really crucial, and all you got to do is make a bird. Uh, make, a, make a bird splash all over the place. So I'll keep that in mind. The quality of your turkey... Well, you got quality, fresh, and frozen turkeys. They're identical. The bird marked is fresh, never cooked, cools below 26 degrees Fahrenheit. Those that are frozen are chilled to zero degrees Fahrenheit or colder immediately upon being packaged. So, really, it's the same bird. Another consideration could include a turkey that is self-basting or, or basted. Now, that indicates the bird was injected with a combination of ingredients that moisten the meat and give its skin a... Well, more browner and crisper texture. The ingredients include uh, solutions that have to be clearly labeled due to allergies, and they cannot make up more than 3% of the mass of the bird. So you are paying for some of that weight if you buy a basting, self-basting or basted turkey. If you're going to order a heritage breed of turkeys directly from a farm, those birds tend to have a little less uh, light uh, versus dark meat than store-bought turkey. They can have a better flavor, um, but uh, you're going to want to make sure that that breast meat does remain moist. Uh, and those are some tips on selecting the turkey to begin with. Now, uh, we'll move into some other aspects of cooking turkey, like thawing the turkey. Now, we talked about thawing about other meats, and turkey, no exception. You're going to thaw the turkey in the refrigerator. Now, again, how many days? Depends on the size of your bird. So you're looking for about one day for every four or five pounds of turkey. 24 hours for every four or five pounds of turkey. If you have a 15-pound bird, you're probably looking at three days or three and a half days. Uh, roughly four days, if you will, uh, if you're around 14, 15, 16 pounds, so round up. If you forget to thaw in advance, you can use the cold water thawing method in a pinch. But again, safe thawed in the refrigerator. You are also going to keep it wrapped. Do not unwrap turkey in order to de-thaw it. Uh, in the fridge. Five pounds, 24 hours, uh, round it up. Four pounds, excuse me, 24 hours. Uh, round it up for a 15-pound bird, go four days on the turkey. Uh, now, if you do submerge the wrapped turkey breast uh, side down in cold water, uh, set a timer. You're going to need to replace that water completely every 30 minutes. And there's potential for a lot of splashing. And if you cannot keep the bird fully submerged, you're going to need to rotate the turkey each time you substitute the water. Depends on how big your pan is. I happen to have a massive boiling pan, the type of thing that the Cratchits would have done their laundry in. Uh, and um, that's uh, what I use to soak my my meats, whether it's a ham, whether it's a turkey, chicken, whatever it is. So the method, again, 30 minutes per pound to thaw. 15-pound turkey takes about seven and a half hours to thaw. And you have to change that water every 30 minutes. It cannot sit in that water. Again, if you can't, uh, you can't uh, uh, submerge it, you have to rotate the bird. Um, once it is fully thawed, you can refrigerate it for just a couple of days. But not too far in advance, you're going to want to uh, cook that bird relatively soon. Uh, the best thing to do, though, is give yourself some time, do the math backwards, and let it thaw in the refrigerator the proper way. Okay? Uh, so throwing it in a, in a fridge is the, is the best way to do it. Now, uh, and again, keep it wrapped. Um, it'll actually make it thaw faster if you do keep it wrapped. Uh, so do not unwrap the turkey. 
before you the thaw it. Um, so as we continue now from the thawing of the turkey, uh, it is now coming out of the refrigerator. So you have to prepare it to go in the oven. One of the big mistakes people make is, especially if you're using the water, is not patting it dry all over. You ever wonder why the skin in your turkey doesn't brown, doesn't get crispy in the oven? There's too much moisture in the skin. Excess moisture steams rather than sears your turkey. It gets a little squishy, gets a little, 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 little dip. So the solution is to dry the bird. How do you do it? One simple method. You don't use a, 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 a bath towel. You use paper towels. Remember, it's the quicker picker-upper. And don't forget to dry inside the bird as well as extra moisture from the cavity can leach and make, again, the bird wet again. For extra moisture, it's recommended that you place your dried bird onto a bacon rack uncovered in the refrigerator overnight. The cold air from the fridge can also help wick any extra moisture. It will not impact the juiciness of the inside meat that comes through our cooking methods but you know pat dry that turkey get the extra moisture off the bird if you do like that wonderful turkey skin um it might seem silly but it's got to be mentioned uh Remove those giblets. <laughs> I, you know, it seems silly until you take your bird out of the oven and you realize the giblets are in there. Now, the USDA may, um, uh, uh, all might not be lost if you do forget to remove the package giblets from the uh, turkey. But the giblets are wrapped in paper. It's cooked to a safe temperature. It can be used or discarded, whatever you want to do with it. But the giblets packaged in plastic, they're safe to consume as long as the packaging has not been compromised in any uh, capacity. But melting plastic as dangerous chemicals that seep into your turkey and contaminate the giblets and all the meat in the surrounding area. So, yeah, it is important to remove those giblets from the turkey before you do cook it. Uh, you're talking about brining of a turkey. Uh, the wet brining of a turkey can infuse it with flavor and tenderize the bird by breaking down the proteins of the dense muscle fibers. Now, the meat will become basically better. Uh, there are some pitfalls, though, if you are brining your meat to avoid, and I learned the hard way. First, again, don't wash your turkey before doing so. That just is cross-contamination. And never brine the turkey for longer than two days. And keep the turkey in its brine inside the refrigerator. So to prevent the bird from being over salty, you can use a fresh or frozen one that has not been injected with any sodium solutions. When you brine a frozen bird, it can be beneficial to reduce the amount of salt you add to the brine and shorten the amount of time the bird spends in the liquid. So once you finish brining the turkey, you're going to want to, at this point, rinse it and soak it in a cold bath as well. Um, and that's going to be about 15 minutes. So when you're done brining it in some sort of um, you know, salt, salt water, if you're doing a wet brine, uh, you're going to let that sit in regular straight cold water for another 15 minutes and again just to get the extra salt out of the meat but it's about breaking down the muscle fibers and getting a more tender meat so if you're if you're following okay you're going to defrost your turkey 15 pounds three four days uh in the refrigerator wrapped then you can unwrap the turkey you can brine your turkey for i'm gonna do i usually do about 20 i do do 24 hour brine uh in the refrigerator and again, I use a very large boiling pot to soak that turkey in that water. Um, now, you take it out, you're going to soak it for an additional 50 minutes. So right there, you're looking at four to five days of prep before the turkey gets in the oven. The turkey comes out, and remember, get it in that cold water uh, soak for about 15 minutes, and then you're going to do the pat dry. So as we move through the method, we have not even put the bird in the oven yet. And speaking of putting the bird in the oven, uh, first we're going to talk about temperature of the bird. Does it matter? Yes, it does. It matters greatly. Uh, you do not want to go right from the refrigerator or the cold water into the oven. It won't cook uh, evenly, some will be overcooked, some will be under, undercooked. It'll be hard to get a balanced internal temperature. So, you never want to put a refrigerated meat straight into the hot pan or oven anyway. What do you do? For optimal results, take your turkey from the refrigerator, maybe about one hour before placing it in the oven. It'll give the bird, especially if it's a large bird, the best flavor, the best texture, and maximize your take of quality meat. 
And don't forget, preheat the oven before you put that into uh, the oven. So preheating your oven is crucial um, for the cooking time because you want it at that cooking temperature right away. Before we get into the rest of our methods for cooking your turkey, again, we've covered the preparation part of it. We'll continue in a moment. But right now, let's get caught up and take a break with Johnny Reynolds, who is bringing us a Thanksgiving edition of Reynolds Wrap. And we'll see if uh, Betty is ready. That Reynolds Wrap, I hear Betty. You bet you, Pat. Reynolds Wrap makes this whole cooking and cleanup thing so easy. Reynolds Wrap makes good food better. The great thing about Reynolds Wrap is it's the one wrap you can depend on. Just a little Reynolds Wrap can do more for a woman than any other wrap. My fellow gastronomes, we all know the long-standing tradition we enjoy in America through the ages, and most of them began in humble conditions. Even in today's society, we continue the task of planning, inviting, preparing food days ahead, attending high school football rivalries. Oh, excuse me for just a minute. Ahem. Go Villanovans! Cooking Birdzilla and gathering with family and close friends. Sometimes the absolute greatest holiday memories are made with the intention of even having the younger ones help in the kitchen. Aside from the dessert pies, do you continue the turkey tradition as the main course? Have you explored different ways to cook it? Or are you serving something other than turkey? Hey, I know some families who serve large beef roasts or a leg of lamb. Because of my wife's dietary concerns, we're celebrating Thanksgiving with a seafood buffet. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Tradition goes out of the way of a Patriot Super Bowl win in a two-person small apartment scenario. But that's what we've planned for this year. Now that I've whet your appetite on non-traditional Thanksgiving din-din, let's explore other ways of prepping your turkey. The most of which I want to talk about is deep-fried turkey. Now, there's a size limit on deep-fried turkey. A standard 30-quart pot can only handle a 14-pound bird or smaller. If your turkey is larger, you'll probably need to remove the legs and thighs from the body and fry them separately. Don't be afraid to ask your local butcher to help you with that. We do have a couple here in the Greater Woonsocket area. Taste of Home's former senior food stylist Shannon Norris advises that moisture is not your friend when deep frying. She also recommends using a dry brine or a spice rub, which we'll talk about later, instead of liquid brines to minimize the splatter factor. Remember, oil and water don't mix, and hot oil will spit when it encounters water droplets. By the way, you don't need to trust the entire bird when deep frying, but you will want to tuck the wings behind the turkey and tie the legs together with twine to promote even cooking. Now, once you've chosen the location for your turkey fryer (laughs) why do i have to say it has to be outdoors it's time to measure the oil there's no way to fix things once the oil is heated so you want to pre-measure the oil line here it goes place your turkey in the pot and add water until it's covered by about a half inch remove the turkey and allow any excess water to drain back into the pot measure the remaining water or mark the water line as a maximum fill line before discarding the water make sure there's at least three to five inches from the fill line to the top of the pot to prevent a boil over because once that happens you're looking at a big fire now once you're ready to fry fully dry the inside and outside of the pot fill it with the oil you want to use being careful not to exceed the maximum fill line. Clip a deep frying thermometer onto the side of the pot and then turn on the burner, preheating the oil to 275 Fahrenheit. When the oil is preheating, remove the turkey from the fridge and let it stand at room temperature. Pat the turkey dry inside and out, making sure no liquid or ice is lingering inside the cavity. When the oil is preheated, turn the burner on high until you reach 350 degrees or 325 if you're cooking turkey parts and adjust the heat to maintain that temperature. Deep fried turkey cooks very quickly about 35 to 45 minutes or three to four minutes per pound set a timer accordingly and carefully lift the turkey out of the oil when it goes off take the temperature when an instant read meat thermometer and the deepest part of the thigh should register 170 to 175 and as with any protein being cooked, you need to allow at least 20 minutes for the bird to rest before carving. If this is your first foray into deep frying a turkey, remember to research the techniques as well as this WNRI tutorial. I know of a barbecue restaurant nearby that specializes in smoked turkey breast or even whole birds. A YouTube cooking channel I follow suggests carving the bird into parts and using them to start your soup or stock base, which I'll address in a couple of weeks. Happy Thanksgiving to you all, and thanks for inviting us into your homes. And 
and enjoy the time together. For Recipe for a Good Day, sponsored by Little General Stores, I'm Johnny Reynolds, and that's a wrap. Reynolds Wrap. Wouldn't you hate to be without it? I know this is hard to believe, but I don't think I'll have anything more to eat for about two days, especially turkey. <laughs> okay, sit yourself. Is breakfast ready yet, Ma? Your oatmeal will be ready in a minute, dear. Your old dad had so much Thanksgiving turkey to Aunt Ellen's yesterday, I'm still full. Yeah, you sure can eat, Pa. Well, it's like I was telling your mother, Thanksgiving only comes once a year. We might as well make the most of it. Boy, that sure was a big turkey we had yesterday, wasn't it, Pa? Yeah, it sure was. Sure was. Boy, that was the biggest turkey I ever saw. Can we have turkey for supper, Mom? Oh, David, please, don't mention turkey for at least two weeks. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. For a full week after Thanksgiving, every meal, what do people have? Nothing but turkey, turkey, turkey. <laughs> Careful of the hammer. I'm sorry, dear, I lost my head. But you know, there's another point there. You can't expect people to just throw away good food. Well, I know, but they could put it in the refrigerator and kind of uh, skip it around. They don't have to have it every day in the week. Or a nice tuna fish sandwich? How's that sound? See how a nice turkey sandwich would sound. <laughs> Gee, the Thornberries are eating turkey three times a day. Will even eat it between meals. Well, fellas, I'm awfully sorry, but don't you remember? We had dinner at Aunt Ellen's yesterday, and she's using all of her turkey leftovers for guests today. What do you mean? Somebody else is going to eat our turkey? Well, the bridge is going to be at her house today. Well, I know, but I thought you said you were going to get some turkey leftovers from your Aunt Ellen's. I thought you said you didn't want to see any turkey until Christmas. Well, I know, but the boys said... Well, I mean, some nice sliced turkey would just hit the spot, the boy said. Well, what are you guys whispering about? Oh, nothing, Pop. Well, that's not polite. I can't hear what you're planning. I can't go outside for a while. Hey, wait a minute. I thought you guys said you were hungry. Don't you want a nice sandwich? No, thanks, Mom. We want turkey. Well, we got plenty of other things to eat. Oh, that's all right, Mom. See you later, Mom. Well, hey, where are you going? Well, I just want to get my coat. Uh, David, tell Mrs. Thornberry I'll be right over there, too. That's right. Make sure you have enough turkey. That's how it rolls. You have so much turkey, you, you don't think you're going to want it. And then you can't get it out of your mind, and you want more turkey. That's why we're talking about not being like the, the, the Nelsons there, Ozzy and Harriet Nelson. Make sure you have enough turkey for those leftovers. We gave you some great tips on making sure you have enough turkey, how to get the turkey ready to be dealt with for the cooking. And that's where we're at right now. And... um. Well, again, you pat, after all that, we left off, you dry out that turkey, you pat it dry, and you're getting it to uh, close to room temperature. Uh, you, you don't want it cold when you're preparing it for the oven. But the question now comes down to stuffing the turkey. Do you stuff the turkey or do you not stuff the turkey? It can sound like a great idea. And, of course, it looks absolutely beautiful when you present the bird, when you look at the bird. Of course, you're going to cut up and plate it anyways. Those juices from the turkey, well, it can baste the stuffing with flavor. But you got to ask yourself, do you want better stuffing or do you want a better turkey? And that's going to, for my decision, is going to boil down to economics. I'm spending this much on a turkey and bread stuffing is very inexpensive. So I am going to roll. Sheldon made a, a point when he was on the show once. And he said, well, remember, I asked an Italian dish. And I said, well, um, with or without garlic. He says, garlic bread's not the meal. The eggplant is. So keep that in mind. The stuffing is not the Thanksgiving. The turkey is. So here's what I'm talking about. Uh, it can, the, the drippings from the turkey as it cooks can certainly uh, infuse the stuffing with flavor. Um, but the stuffing in... And consequence can look like, can act like a sponge. It can actually soak up too much moisture that should be left into the bird meat to help keep your turkey juicy. So it, to me, it's not worth stuffing the turkey with stuffing. There's other things I'll use inside the turkey. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, if you do stuff your turkey, though, the most important thing to remember is you do have turkey drippings falling into the stuffing. In order to make sure it is safe to eat, you need to make sure that the, in, that the temperature of the tur of stuffing inside is still 165. So you got to make sure that you're getting the temperature inside the stuffing of what it should be on the meat in order to make it safe to eat. They got to be two and the same. So if you do stuff it, make sure you check the internal temperature of that stuffing with your meat thermometer. Um, good tip there on stuffing. But the choice is yours. And, and you can stuff it, by the way. 
and this might uh, change your mind on something. You don't have to do a bread stuffing inside the turkey. There's a lot of things you can stuff the turkey with. Um, you can do fresh herbs, sage, rosemary, garlic cloves. And, of course, you're not stuffing it closed, but you're seasoning the inside. Try adding an apple with the herbs that make the take the flavor to the next level, not just for bread stuffing. Uh, in addition to that, uh, you can uh, try seasoning it with vegetables. Yeah, you can actually, you know, do a gluten-free thing. You can tell people it's gluten-free. That sounds fancy at your dinner table. Uh, just don't use stuffing. Try using fresh veggies but remember if you are stuffing stuffing your turkey with the regular uh veggies you're gonna have to use uh uh, uh you're gonna have to be conscious about your uh cooking time um for instance uh, if you use large vegetables well again same thing you got to worry about that temperature of the vegetables so the larger the cut the longer it might take to prepare your turkey and it's a fragile balance of not drying out your turkey breast meat as well uh, when it comes to a bird, of course, butter, 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 butter. You go, you're going to butter and you're going to butter under the skin. Um, you start at the opening of the breast meat. And you just can very carefully roll that skin around. And again, as it becomes room temperature, if it's too cold, you're going to rip that skin. So parting, letting your turkey eat on the counter to warm up and, and get that cold out of it from the fridge it's definitely going to help out when you are getting that, trying to undercoat uh, with butter. So um, I do go inside the turkey with butter. I go outside the turkey with butter. Uh, and I just let that stick melt inside the turkey and let it infuse it with flavor. It comes out so juicy. The thing that I do with birds, though, when you're considering your oven time and, again, how long you're cooking it, is um, one of the methods I read about talks about breast side down the first hour at a higher heat and it struck me as logical so breast side down there's a lot of flavor and a lot of uh, moisture that will come down to the breast meat during that first hour of cooking and i, I you up the temperature i know it, it seems uh, odd you may have never heard of this but I've tried it and it made a drastic difference in the breast meat. Again, breast side down to start with on your racking pan. We're going to talk about your rack pan in a moment. And then drop the temperature down to that 350, turn it back over for the remainder of the cooking period. And it just made a drastic difference. And of course, you're cooking it covered until uh, the end of the process where you're going to take that cover off and let the skin crispen. But cooking it breast side down for that first hour um, made sense to me logically when I read on it. And uh, upon trying it, I could taste the difference in the meat. So breast side down uh, to start and then flip it over for the remainder of the cooking. And basting is a process of turkey. Uh, but you don't want to open your oven door too long because then you got to adjust your cooking time. So a quick open of the oven, pull the turkey out on every 30 minutes or so, give it a basting, put it back in the oven covered. You're going to baste it about every 30 minutes, even when it is breast side down that first hour. Uh, it, the, the, when you are done your turkey... And I gave a recipe last week for a foolproof, foolproof gravy that does not include the giblets. I know the giblets just turn people off sometimes. Um, but if you want the flavor of the turkey you cooked in the gravy, it's easy to do with the drippings. So one big mistake people make is when you are done your oven uh, process is, is rinsing the pan, throwing out the drippings. No, 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 no. Add some broth gravy or both if the turkey uh, does come out dry. Uh, but it can help uh, get the um, drippings off the pan. And the broth recipe is on last week's Recipe for a Good Day. You can listen at lowgeneral.com or you can go to Spotify and look up Recipe for a Good Day. Last week, the foolproof gravy with the pan drippings. That recipe was given. Uh, we're going to talk about carving the turkey in a moment. But just uh, before we get to the finish up on the cooking, again, seasoning the exterior of the turkey is something you're going to want to do. Um, you, you, it not only enhances the skin, but the flavors will 
permeate the skin and dissolve excess salt into that tender meat. So once you've dry brined your turkey, you might want to infuse it with more flavor. How do you do it? There's several ways. You inject it with a marmalade, a glazing exterior. That's one way to do it. But if you don't want to inject your meat, you can do a butter. You can do a butter loaded with herbs. That's what I do. And, of course, some citrus zest. You can stuff the cavity with some aromatics, onions, garlic, half citrus fruit. You can skip the compound butter if you don't want to. Mayonnaise uh, is a good, another way to impart flavor and uh, brown the skin. And bacon grease, another great option. I did that one Thanksgiving, and I found that to be delicious and delectable. Um, not using a roasting rack is a major problem. I have two glorious roasting pans, and you don't have to spend a lot of money on them. Keep an eye on the thrift stores, especially this time of year where you get the pans with the good roasting rack. Uh, the typical speckled ones with the cover and lid and may not be big enough for your turkey. Uh, the aluminum foil pans, they're just tough to work with, a big bird. Uh, but you still need a rack. Why do you need a rack? Well, the roasting rack is about airflow. You got to make sure that airflow is circulating right around your turkey. It'll promote not only even cooking, it'll make the skin surrounding the entire bird crispy. It'll make the meat uh, at the bottom of the turkey how you want it. Uh, they got uh, so many racks out there. If you don't have a rack for your roasting pan, how do you deal with it on Thanksgiving? Well, there's a few ways. One, if you bake, you have a metal cooling rack. And that can work really well as well. You can do a makeshift rack by waddled up balls of aluminum foil to lift it out. If all else fails, you can coat the bottom of your pan with some vegetables and then try to prop up the turkey as well. And that'll release some moisture as they cook, which can, of course, steam the bottom of your turkey. But a little bit of steaming on your turkey can ensure moist meat, which is another tip on how to deal with that. Um, steaming a turkey a bit before you cook it can make a moisture meat, but so can putting it brush side down that first hour. So a, a, a rack is crucial. And, of course, you're going to cover your turkey while you cook it, um, but then uncover it uh, the last time you baste it a half hour before it's finished to get the, uh, the wonderful uh, skin crispy. Uh, and your temperature oven, well, again... Uh, you are going to want to factor about 13 minutes per pound in, in, in the sense of cooking time, 13, 15 minutes, depending on your oven. A 15-pound turkey should take about three and a half hours to roast. The convectional ovens are good for circulating air. Um, uh, internal thermometer, 65 degrees, and again, basting it uh, roughly every half hour. When we come back from our next segment, our final segment, we're going to talk about carving your turkey after this seasoning's greetings by... Johnny Reynolds, you're listening to Recipe for a Good Day. We thank you for making us part of your daily listening routine. We'll be back here in a moment. And this is our Thanksgiving edition of Recipe for a Good Day. Oh, fooey. I forgot to listen to Recipe for a Good Day. How do I go shopping now? What's on sale this week? I don't know what to feed Funky the Monkey. Well, Anna Marie, we have you covered all at LilGeneral.com. That's where you can find out what's on sale this week at all Little General locations. And now can listen to past editions of Recipe for a Good Day. Just go to LilGeneral.com. You'll see the tab for the weekly flyer. Click that. You'll see the specials this week at all Little General locations. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see the link to listen to Recipe for a Good Day. So if you miss a show or are unable to write down a recipe, now you can go listen anytime at your time at LilGeneral.com. It's time to say seasonings greetings. A look at the herbs, spices, and seasonings in your kitchen with your host, John Reynolds Jr. In my first account, my fellow gastronomes, we discussed the odd and maybe new tradition of beginning your own traditions of what many consider the most American, aside from Independence Day, of holidays, Thanksgiving. Many folks in the Blackstone River Valley have their unique ways of prepping the turkey or whatever you have as a main protein. For the turkey lovers among us, may I use this segment to share the best spice herb enhancement for your bird. Remember that turkey and chicken don't have a pronounced flavor. 
There are flavors we can add to make it very special. This morning will contain another spice mix that can also be later addressed individually. Maybe you're thinking what flavors go well with turkey. Apparently, turkey pairs well with sweet and savory flavors. This is why adding brown sugar or agave syrup to your turkey rub works amazingly. Not only does it work to offset the herbs, spices, and salt, it also helps your bird to develop an appetizing golden brown crust. So... Here we go. Rosemary, a logical choice for basically all land-based proteins. Red pepper flakes, packed with a multitude of vitamins and minerals. Paprika, sweet Hungarian or smoked paprika adds another level of flavor. Dried thyme, there's always a time for good herbs, and it's a natural pairing with rosemary and sage. Mustard seeds, toasted and ground in a spice grinder is best. Garlic powder, adds a health benefit to any rub. Dried sage, another natural on poultry with an earthy component. How about chili powder, especially for a post-holiday turkey chili? Wow! Fresh peppercorns, an element of spice and mild heat. Dried oregano, a bold, earthy taste that always goes well with thyme and sage. Onion powder, heavy in antioxidants and vitamins. And then cayenne pepper, a cheap item in a Cajun rub and contains capsaicin. My fellow foodaholics, it's always important to use spices you know and spice blends like this that are important for flavor and health, especially when you find the organic versions. Have yourself a most wonderful time at your holiday table. Now, back to more Recipe for a Good Day on WNRI. I'm Johnny Reynolds. This time on your Thanksgiving, uh, you should have your turkey well on the way. We've talked about the pre-cooking process. We've talked about getting it ready to go in the oven, getting in the oven, breast side down. Um, you're going to want to make sure with a turkey, it's a must on a meat thermometer. Again, 165. You've basted it. Uh, now it's coming out of the oven. You've gathered together to ask the Lord's blessing and have some wonderful Thanksgiving meal. We're going to get it to the oven to the dinner table now. Uh, first thing, of course, you need to allow your turkey to rest. It's a critical factor to keep it moist. So don't take it out and start carving it immediately. You remove it from the oven. you got to let it rest. And you know, we're, we're talking about 30 minutes. If it's a 15-pound bird or over, you're going to be looking around 40, 45 minutes really to rest it. The resting process, why? First, allows the bird to cook 5, 10 degrees more. So when you keep that in mind when you're using a meat thermometer on your turkey, again, 5 to 10 degrees, it'll continue to cook. It's, it's like when you burn yourself. Why do you bubble? Because you continue to burn under your skin long after you touch that hot object. It's the same thing with your turkey. Uh, it continues to cook. So, again, you're going to get it within maybe 5 to 10 degrees. Uh, ensure the dark meat is thoroughly done, and that enables the juices within the turkey. They redistribute, they get reabsorbed within the bird, and it keeps that meat nice and moist. Um, now, some suggest not covering your turkey with foil while resting it, but I've tried it different ways. And I do, uh, I don't, I'm not big on the skin. So if the crispy skin is the most important part of your Thanksgiving dinner, I think you're wasting your money on the bird. Uh, so tenting it, I like to tent it when I let my meat rest. That's just me. Um, I'm not worried about the skin because I'm going to remove it anyway. So resting is crucial. Uh, sharp knife, very important. When you're carving your turkey, last step before you enjoy it, you want to get it right. Uh, and the most efficient way to get it right is make sure your knife is sharp uh, to minimally waste. You don't want to you don't want to add a waste to your, your your meal. So carving your turkey incorrectly is another problem. One of the most important pieces again, very sharp knife, and you want to make sure your cutting board is stabilized with moist paper towels. So what that is is you don't want your board sliding on you. It's a big bird, a lot of weight. Moisten paper towels, put them down, and put the cutting board on top of the paper towels. And what it does is it makes your board stay in place. Very important. You don't want things sliding around, especially with such a sharp knife. Um, you start removing your legs and thighs. You can cut through the meat near the, near the thigh until you uh, do hit the, um, 
the uh, the joint, then you, you snap the joint and you should be able to cut through it very easily, especially if it's cooked properly. Then you're going to want to pop off the wing, same thing, cutting through the joint with your knife. And then the breast meat, finally, slicing it down along the backbone and away from the carcass. Uh, once the entire breast is removed, you can segment it or freeze it. We'll talk about that in a moment as we wrap up the show. And if you want to separate the thigh from the drumstick, it's easy. Insert the knife between the joint and the two pieces can be pulled apart. The turkey is ready to be plated at this point in time. Now, uh, leftovers. I do tend uh, to have small get-togethers. Um, I cook a lot of meat because I like to freeze it, and it's an easy thing to meet. Now, if you are like me, and you're having that turkey, and you know you're going to have leftovers, you have only maybe two, three people, um, right away, that turkey comes out of that oven. It's rested. It's carved. Before I even sit down to eat, I'm going to take a moment, and I'm going to wrap the meat I want to freeze and right into the freezer it goes. It assures that it is juicy and flavorful on the other run when you take it out. So don't wait. Don't let it sit there through your dinner and then deal with the leftovers later. Take a moment. It doesn't take long. Wrap any meat you want to put in that freezer uh, right away for your leftovers. It'll pay off on the other end. Uh, and um, we've covered a lot of ground on turkey because there's a lot to be covered on this most wonderful poultry dish. And there's a ton of seasonings out there. You can look them up for yourself. What we gave you was basic cooking tips. The flavoring of your turkey is really up to you and what you want in your dinner. But the methods of cooking and what you need to know of what we covered on this show are universal regardless of what you do to flavor your turkey. Um, And again, buy the most for leftovers. Freeze them right away. We're going to give you uh, some ideas of what to do with leftovers on next week's edition, episode three of our Thanksgiving extravaganza. If you missed episode one on side dishes, you can go to Spotify and look up Recipe for a Good Day. You'll see the little general big red letters, and you just simply favorite that. You'll be updated when we do post a new show, and you can listen to it at your time on your time. Uh, and you can do the same thing with today's Turkey Talk. Remember, if you missed any of today's program, maybe you tuned in late. The other method to catch it is you can go to lowgeneral.com, see the recipe, listen to the recipe for a good day on any of their pages at the bottom. Click on that. You're brought to the menu. Uh, also, you can tune in Saturday, 2 p.m. for the replay. Uh, we thank Roger Lapierre for bringing recipe for a good day on your weekends as well. That concludes our turkey talk. Remember, if you're not in the mood for turkey, you can get your Buddha Ball hams, $3.89 a pound at all low general locations. For 9 to 22 pound birds, for 14 to 18 pound birds, they have $4.49 a pound. And uh, for hams, excuse me, not birds. Uh, for 9 to 13 pound hams, you can get them for $4.89 a pound. And that is the Cadillac of hams, Buddha Ball by Triple M, just the the best ham you can meet. And don't forget to score your fat cap if you do fat cat up on the cooking. Uh, if you do make a Buddha ball ham, it's important to score that fat cap. Um, the other item you need to know about for your Thanksgiving, if you're making that French-Canadian uh, meat stuffing, the extra lean ground pork. What you want for that stuffing, Three ninety nine a pound, again, at all Little General locations. All Little General locations are open now through Close of Business Sunday with our sale flyers. We thank you for listening to Recipe for a Good Day today, and we hope that it's been a beneficial one, and it'll pay off on your Thanksgiving dinner. So share your Thanksgiving experience, your food experience with us by sending an email to askthechef at wnri.com. Now we bid you a bon appetit. Until next time, here on Recipe for a Good Day.